How's it going, Odd People? You are listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. Today is episode number 60, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Real Vagabond from Beyond and the Grim Sleeper in my first international episode. I hope you enjoy the show. So, hey guys, how's it going? Awesome, man. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, doing well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so this is my first international episode. You guys are oh. up in Canada. Oh. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's, that's an honor, yeah. Uh, can you guys tell the listeners your names and uh, and what it is you what you guys do? You can go uh, first, uh, Vag. I'm Vagabond from Beyond. I, I rap make hip-hop good again <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm the grim sleeper uh, i produce for for vagabond from beyond and uh yeah and we've just uh <coughs> we're a duo from canada and um uh, i'm in ontario and he's in alberta but we both grew up uh, uh together in ontario oh no kidding that's cool yeah. I was going to ask how you guys know each other because I know Vagabond told me you, you guys are there's some distance between you right now. So, yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. But uh, we grew up, um, we were both in French immersion actually. Uh, it's like half French classes, and uh, we, we were both kind of troublemakers when we were younger. And uh, he, he's two years older than me, but sometimes we would, uh, our classes would intermingle because they, uh french classes and uh there weren't too many of those so uh yeah we, we got to know each other and then we were in air cadets with each other for a while and we actually went to the states with each other and uh and and, and yeah we've been friends ever since so yeah. that's cool so for uh for the people listening in the states um ontario is like what's the is that like toronto is the, toronto the capital yeah Okay. Are, it, yeah 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 okay. toronto's the capital there it's, it's kind of like the main hub and ottawa's the capital of uh, canada but it's in ontario too so sometimes people get confused with those two but. oh right right on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and where, you're in alberta yeah one? i'm like yeah just right around calgary area pretty much just uh just north of calgary a hair there so right so in the heart of the prairies so if you were to go straight down from where you are to the States, where would you end up in like Montana? Montana. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Right into Montana right away. And Grim, is that like, are you kind of near like the Great Lakes area? Yeah. Is that yeah I'd be, cool. uh, I'm not sure exactly how far I think Sudbury's to the West, but uh, yeah, I'd probably be still somewhere around, uh, uh, I guess across from like, uh, yeah, the Great Lakes, Michigan and, and that area. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, I used to be a big hockey fan, so you would think I would know <laughs> a little bit better where exactly <laughs> everything is, but I probably know a little more than the average, <laughs> uh, you know, American or uh, United States person. 
<laughs> Who's your team? U.S. citizen. All uh, Boston. Boston, nice. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I, I'm actually uh, kind of uh, I'm Ottawa first, but I'm a Montreal fan, so big rivals of Boston. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a Devils fan, so you're you're outnumbered here, buddy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> So did you guys grow up playing hockey? Is that just like, is that just like, a, I did it has to yeah. happen. Yeah. Like lots of pickup for me, never played a league, but always down for a game of pickup or anything. You know, every, every winter there's rinks everywhere up here. Right. Anybody can just pretty much find a fucking schoolyard and your state. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely uh, ingrained in the culture. It used to be more when we were kids, like growing up in the nineties and, um, yeah. but, um, yeah, um, I I played competitive, uh, and then I dropped down to house league uh, when I was in high school, and then I did that for a little while, and just kind of dropped out of that. Started playing basketball, and then eventually dropped out of that too, and and started uh-huh. doing music actually. So, so that was actually my next question. When when you know when did you guys start uh, your love of like hip hop and rap? You know when oh. when did you when did that become a big part of your life? I'll, I mean, I'll let you, I'll let you answer yeah, that. yeah. I mean, like for me, like I've always really kind of like dabbled into it, I guess, like grew up with it, but was always more into like heavy metal and rock and roll all through high school and stuff. And then uh, probably around like 18, really started getting into like the art of lyricism and like, uh, you know, the art of writing and stuff like that. And just like hip hop just drew me to that. I mean, like I grew up on guys like DMX was like probably my favorite rapper until I was like 18, 19. Like I think I had that CD on. I had the Great Depression on permanent rotation growing up. But uh, yeah, and I mean, like me and Grim, we had a metal band together at the tail end of high school. And then that kind of just evolved into the love of hip hop and just it's the love of the craft, right? It's the making the music that just drives us. So. Oh, shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what kind of uh, what metal bands were you into back in the day? Oh, fuck. I mean, like top five like honestly like off the top of my head like black dahlia murder uh love azale dying i got an azale dying tattoo on my arm um nice. yeah like uh big into classic metal too like i love uh dio king diamond love that type of stuff iron maiden like you name it pretty much jammed it at least once or twice i'm sure so oh yeah <laughs> yeah for nice. sure yeah, I, I got to see King Diamond a few years back. Actually, he's pretty good. I'm very jealous. Yeah, I'm so, very some jealous. of my he's friends probably... weren't too into it, but you know, I, I like. Oh it. no, he's number one on my like. I if I could go to any show, it'd be a King Diamond show. Yeah, he was. Uh, he uh, uh, what show was that? I want to say it was a Slayer show. Some you know mini festival they they yeah. whatever they call it. You know what I mean? And it was Slayer was the headliner, and I'm a big Slayer guy, so of course I had to go to that. And uh, so King Diamond was one of the opening bands. They were, they were awesome. That guy's got an incredible voice. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, whether yeah, you I, like it or not, you have to appreciate the fact that yeah, ain't nobody else doing that. Like no. that guy is one of a kind. So <laughs> that's yeah. cool. So what was the name of your band back in the day? It was it was our home, the morgue, um, and our and our one our one buddy named it. And I remember when when he told me what the name was, I. We were doing substances. Uh, we, we were experimenting, and uh, I had to ask him like four times to repeat it because I couldn't. 
<laughs> when he kept saying our he sounded like he was saying our and i was like what that doesn't make any sense and, but i liked it after i understood what he was talking about and yeah everyone in the band just kind of liked it and it kind of stuck with our thing we used to uh simplify and just say ohtm and that was like our little group but uh yeah we were more of like a a jam band uh we used to just like get together and just experiment and like get better at our instruments and um <clears throat> very like uh it was like the beginning stages of our music career so right right yeah. on yeah that's awesome coca reef records mm-hmm. yes who you guys are with okay and yep. what is what is doom bap is that your your label as well no that was uh, well it, it's well, kind of like our like side label i guess if you wanted to say like it's kind okay. of like what we're individually putting our music out individually as is yeah, like yeah. that would be our individual label but no we are with coca reef records um shout out coca reef those guys are wicked over there whole family nice. of killers man like love those guys it's nothing but support uh but yeah i know like we've been with them now just over, just under a year so oh that's awesome yeah is, is there ever any aspirations to be like in, on like a, ma- a major record label or are you more happy being you know in an independent label Honestly, I, I don't mean, think I don't think we've really talked about this. Much. Yeah, I mean, like I'm bringing it yeah. up. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Uh, no, I mean that's a good question for sure. I mean, like obviously, like I always like want to keep with my loyalties, right? Like where our loyalties lie and stuff like that would definitely be one thing we would always consider. But like, I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down to what we can be allowed to do as creatives, right? Like, I would never ever want to stifle myself or put Grim in a box and be like, "Yo, Grim, you can only make this type of beat." Like I just it completely defeats the purpose. So it really all would depend. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, because like I feel, you know, back in the day, you know, musicians and artists and stuff could kind of do whatever they wanted on a major label because that's all there was. Yeah. But like now I feel like a major label would just stifle any kind of like real music. Like you said, you you know, you bring in back real rap you know you you yeah you believe in what you're doing you're not just you know a puppet to the major label and they're just no i like, would shops, never you know? we're, we're not uh we're not bandwagon hoppers or nothing like that we don't chase trends so yeah it would all really depend yeah i, I mean hey, hey any anybody listening you know you want to toss us an offer we'll listen but <laughs> I uh, I definitely agree with what you were saying. Um, with with the l- larger like pr- pretty much the larger the label is, uh, the more you have to be careful with whatever contract you're signing. Um, I really like working with Coca Reef Records because it's kind of like um, uh, the, like like you said, they allow us to do our own thing and uh, and and they just like what we do and we like the other people on, on the label. And it just, yeah, it's a, like a symbi- symbiotic uh, relationship. It's really good. And, and I feel like with a major label, um, oftentimes the artist ends up kind of making too much money for the label and not enough for themselves. So yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Uh, a lot of the smart people kind of either stay independent or small, I think. Um, yeah. Right. 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 That's what I've noticed anyway, because yeah. I've talked to a few different bands and, uh, you know, a few different people that, you know, they're doing their own thing. They're making their own music mm-hmm. and yeah. they don't, they don't want to change it up. They, they don't, they wouldn't even want to be on a major label if, you know, if it came up, they would rather just stay independent and 
and make their music. Oh, for sure. And, you know, the, sure. as in making what you find to be uh, important. Yeah, yeah. If I look at someone like Tech Nine, he uh, has his own label and he makes like millions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, for sure loses the magic. Yeah, he, 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 he um, makes millions of dollars just on his merch per year and like not even on his music. So it's like, if you have the uh, drive to like uh, do your thing and really perfect your craft, then um, yeah, just definitely stay independent. Don't let anyone damper that fire. Right on. Your what's your latest uh, album? Is it Doom Bap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's our only one. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Debut and latest album just came out there end of August. All right. What style of uh, of of music is it? Like, how would you classify that if you could? Uh, horror core boom bap, I guess. Like, it's very like, yeah. I'd say like it's you know it's like very like heavy, very dark but it's still that classic, just one, two punch. You know, we just uh, trying to let the, the beat do its own work and let the lyrics do its own work. You know what I mean? Like we want to bring both of those things to the top and really let it shine. So I would, I would say probably like a horrorcore boom bap type of mix, like get a little bit of both, best of both worlds. Yeah, that's kind of like what the concept of the album name, like doom bap itself, um, like boom bap, but kind of like with a darker, doomier uh, um style or tinge to it and uh yeah and and that's why we kind of with our little branch label um that we're gonna put all our music under that's why we made it that and made it our first album because it really reflects like our style and uh that's kind of just like the collection of songs that we had uh at the end of the album we just were like what's the similarities between all this oh well they're all pretty like dark and and doomy and they all sound like boom bap so we just kind of brainstorm that up and yeah nice so do you guys produce the whole entire thing the two of you or do you guys have any other uh any other collaborators on that one um yeah we had uh, uh other uh rappers that were features on it and um uh i believe it's track six um i think it, yeah i think it's seven i think it's seven yeah, lord's yeah, Lord Slug was produced by Killer Crabman out of the UK. Those guys are friggin' awesome. Shout out Killer Crabman, man. Those guys are crazy. People should be checking them out for sure. Yeah, and then everything else, everything else now my I produced, but um, yeah, they did like this really cool G Funk uh, song that I can't do. My style is more like an East Coast uh, boom bap, and and they they did this really really cool West Coast uh, style that me and me and uh vagabond were like we got to put this on our on our album so nice (laughs) so you guys plan on always making music together yeah oh for sure yeah yeah 100 for sure yeah we've been doing it for so long and the thing was um when we were in the metal band together um it's really hard to find a group of like four or five guys that'll work congruently and uh with all their different creative um, tastes and all their styles uh, to be able to agree on things. And that's kind of why we moved to hip hop too. It's because it was like, there's only two of us um, and that's a lot better than four or five. Uh, And, (laughs) and it's a lot easier to uh, send uh, 
music and record stuff and, and make music with hip hop, I find, than rock or metal or something. It's a lot easier to rehearse in person and all those things. So it just seemed like a natural, and we both loved hip hop. I've I, uh, been listening to it since I was, uh, I think, uh, well, younger than 16, I think. Um, I really got into it when I was uh, in my 20s, but um, I've always been listening to it, like as far as uh, Swollen Members. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Um, no. They're they're Canadian hip hop group. Uh, I don't know if you know Mad Child, but they were one of my first um, uh, influences of hip hop, along with like obviously Eminem and, and that. Uh, do you guys think you'll uh, tie in any of the metal influences? Do you? Yeah. You think Definitely. you'll uh, continue? Uh... Well, what in- did you guys? Uh, what instruments did you play? I was a drummer in our band. Okay. Yeah, and I did the. I was vocals, so okay. Kind of stayed the same. Kind of stayed in the same lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. think you'll add, add any of like the those like death metal like <laughs> kind of influences to the music? um i mean we kind, we, of, we, we, we kind of have a little bit already um because... yeah like we we kicked it around but yeah i'd say we're we're sprinkling it in pretty good already there like i think the overall like tone of our album is very like almost leaning more towards metal i think that, yeah. that's something that we both would agree on for sure yeah like i used a sample of um a guy screaming uh, uh on you off youtube uh he was just screaming and it sounds really evil i used it on uh I, I, I did yeah I, I did it on the title track and uh um it sounds really like kind of it sounds good but it sounds like definitely something that you've never heard before um there's someone screaming in the background and <laughs> it's yeah. really it's really dark sounding so yeah I think we've already kind of uh incorporated a lot of those little um influences into that's kind of like what our niche is and what our sound is is um all those really heavy drums, uh, really heavy bass, uh, but all like natural, uh, organic sounding instruments. Uh, we don't really use as many synthetic sounds, um, but yeah, it's. Um, so it's there already. That's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's already creeping in. <laughs> nice, cool. Kind of a more serious question. Um, like, what is what's the the like political environment in Canada? I know nothing about like the politics oh. out there, like, and I just yeah. I just think of like how bad the U.S. sucks. When oh it comes man, to, like, you guys, that kind of stuff. I still think you guys were still the home of the free man. Canada's Canada's pretty crazy the last couple of years. Like, uh, it's I'm I'm gonna have to agree with them on that too. Um, I find it a little bit too um, uh, left leaning here. I would say like uh, it's, it's kind of. Uh, scary at times if you disagree even a little bit you're labeled like the polar opposite and uh it's kind of very collective thinking um i know there's no free speech that's for sure there's no free (laughs) exactly exactly and and you're almost shamed if you're uh if you verbalize any opposing views to whatever is the norm um and that's kind of scary uh i definitely I know just from watching a lot of content from the United States that uh, you guys definitely have more people who are willing to 
to speak their mind and uh, stand up for what they believe in and stuff, which is, yeah. which is nice. It's nice on, I think it's nice on both ends of the spectrum, just uh, to have that freedom. Well, it's, I agree and I disagree. <laughs> there are people like, you know, standing up for themselves, but um, there, there's no, there seems to be no middle ground. Yeah. No, yeah. there is no middle it's, ground it's, anymore. Is all you're either all the way to the left, all the way to the right, and if you disagree with either side, you get attacked from the opposite side. Even if you agree with them, you, you're like, yeah. "Why are you yeah. attacking me?" I'm like, "I'm I'm on your side," but just because I, you can't like have one belief one way or the other. Yeah, and, it's so polarized. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. So like I say it all the time because I have coworkers. I have a very small group that I work with and we have both sides of it. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, if there were one politician that was anywhere near the middle, they would, it would be a blowout. Cause there's so many people that just kind of like run toward, run to the middle of the whole entire, like the left is yeah. like way to the way too far to the left. And the right is way too conservative. They're just, yeah. everybody's crazy. But yeah, I, and, I, I only and, bring it up. Cause I think of like, um, like the, uh, like the old school, like, gangster rap and like the early 90s and stuff mm-hmm. and like even like punk and some like metal bands and stuff back in the 80s it was like the government the hatred towards the government was like real fuel for the fire yeah it's like unfortunate that we kind of have that now but i feel like that's starting to creep up in in music too like it did back in the day like do you, do you guys what what are your concepts of your of your work? Do you guys ever kind of dip into that pool of? <laughs> Honestly, no. We yeah. We, yeah we I think really, we've kicked. We I think we've maybe kicked around the idea of it, but I don't think we've really been like to like you know putting our views specifically on one thing into a song yet or anything like that. I don't know if we ever really will because i mean like i want to make music that i want to listen to and i know grim wants to make music that he wants to listen to and we want other people to enjoy it so i think if you just have somebody shoving their opinion in your face somebody's not going to enjoy it you know what i mean like yeah yeah i i find uh you can't you kind of alienate your your fans sometimes uh right. when you when you get too political and i just like to I just like it to be art and just to be yeah like if you have a, some of your messages or some things you say are gonna if someone's going to judge everything you're saying, every lyric Vagabond has, they, they could be like, Oh, this is more on the left. This is more on the right. But it's yeah. not about, it's not about that. It's literally just about uh, being creative. Yeah. I totally agree with you. You don't want to alienate your fan base by going one way or the other, you know, with that kind of stuff. I just didn't know if you guys were fans of that kind of thing. Oh, definitely like fans of it. Yeah. Like I, there's definitely a lot of groups like that or like artists that are maybe in that vein that I'd say we probably quite enjoy, but like, I don't know if I'd ever want to take that route with what we do or, you yeah, know, yeah. something like that. I, I um like one of my favorite rock or prog rock metal bands is Tool and a lot of their, they do a lot of that. Um, they, yeah. uh, they criticize society a lot, but they do it in metaphors. And I think that's, cooler i think when you have to read between the lines to get the messages and you're not so in your face about it like uh i don't know like fuck donald trump for example like yeah. your song like i i think like that's not creative i just think it's cooler when you can actually um get your message across by uh 
doing an analogy or something um in right. a story telling a story like that way or something you know yeah right on yeah i like that too i enjoy that a lot and yeah. i kind of i guess what i was getting at is i kind of look forward to that kind of having a resurgence i think that would be good if you can i mean i don't know like i you know i think it's coming i think i yeah, think we're getting yeah. back into that for sure with music i think we're seeing it more and more like constantly actually now yeah and like you said uh before grim about you know the u.s seems to be somewhere where people are standing up for their beliefs a little a little more than they used to whether they're getting slammed for it or not you know uh maybe maybe some bands will you know grow a pair and <laughs> so we can till, we can uh, hope we can hope yeah we can only hope so now is a part of the show where i'd like to ask you guys odd questions let's do it some of these questions are pertaining to um what you guys do some of them are just uh questions that Sweet. i'm curious let's, let's about let's get into it all right cool so uh what's the worst job you ever had uh probably making vinyl siding (laughs) making it in a factory was not fun yeah stinks oh it stinks really bad yeah good way to get cancer yeah like burnt vinyl is it just a lot heating up and so oh wow yeah yeah like literally um like almost like a chloride gas smell just like smells really like yeah just sticky and gross (laughs) it's funny because we talked uh just just before you joined us, Grim, we were talking. Yeah. And he said he was at work, and I said I used to remodel houses. Oh, so okay. I've cut a lot of vinyl siding. And I know <laughs> it smells like when it burns. I can't imagine being in a building with that. Oh, yeah. I went from making it to hanging it, so obviously I can't hate it that much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. How about you, Grim? What was the worst job you ever had? Um, it was definitely working in Canadian Tire. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's kind of like our... Uh, I don't know, Target, but mixed with uh, mixed with like tire and car stuff. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, it's it's weird, uh, but it's one of our biggest chain stores, and it's a big uh, nationwide company. I worked in the distribution center, and I drove forklifts and uh, reach trucks, and uh, I uh, <laughs> I pretty much broke my back piling. I worked in the heaviest area and I just, I didn't actually break my back, but I, I worked my ass off, uh, just like lifting boxes. And, and I was just, eventually I ended up, like I kept getting hurt and I was just like, fuck this. And I, I quit, but, um, yeah, that was the worst job for sure. Yeah. Lifting up heavy shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they put me in a, in a section of the of the warehouse uh and this is like a over a million square foot warehouse and 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 they put me in this large section that was all canoes and kayaks and stuff and i was up by myself so i was lifting canoes kayaks pedal boats all these things uh um over my head by myself and i was like fuck this like this is this is not right (laughs) i don't know where vagabond is where are you I'm literally running into a store. He's running into a store. It looks like he's in Home Depot. Everything's orange. <laughs> oh, we can't hear you, Vag. Uh, I don't think he knows he's muted. Oh, it's like I hit mute. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I came in to grab a coffee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another question for you guys. Uh, and I hope I get a good answer on this one. Uh, what is your favorite food? 
favorite food. Um, I don't know. I, I really like uh, barbecue pulled pork. <laughs> I nice. fucking love it. And I also love steak. Um, right now I'm, I'm doing a pretty restricted diet where I eat a lot of steak and uh, uh, fats and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like meat, I would say. I'm quite a carnivore. <laughs> You hit the gym too? Is that? Uh, I used to uh, bodybuild, but I got out of it, uh, gained a lot of weight. And yeah, I'm just uh, working on my diet and then I'm going to go back to the gym. Yeah. Nice. That's my. Uh, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Vagabond's going to say Tim Hortons. Yeah. What's your favorite yeah. food? <laughs> no, Tim Hortons is not my favorite food. <laughs> but uh, no, like um, no, I. I I, if I, you know, if I like have a choice, probably fucking nice homemade tacos or good steak. That's probably what I'm leaning on to. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, <for sure>. Hard <laughs> to beat a good steak. How about how about <laughs> yourself? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. nobody's yeah. ever asked me that rhetorically. Um, I love I love pasta too. I can't lie. Like any type of pasta is fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess uh, if I could just narrow it, I can't really narrow it down. But um, my wife's Portuguese, mm-hmm. and her family came from the Azores Islands, which is out in the middle of the uh, Atlantic. Yep. The five oh. dots, man. Yeah. Lots of people up here with that. Yeah. Oh, really? No shit. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they uh just Portuguese food in general, I guess is what I would, anytime I go to my mother-in-law's or my wife makes some sort of traditional dish, mm-hmm. I eat a lot of it. <laughs> I eat it up. Yeah. There's no yeah, leftovers. Home, home-cooked meals. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. You know? Yeah. I've uh, never tried, I've never tried Portuguese food. I have to admit, I've never tried that. What kind of like, what's a, a dish from Portuguese? Well, uh, tonight, <laughs> Uh, we had uh, it's called the shrimp Mozambique. Okay. So it's shrimp, uh, but it's got like a kind of red orange sauce. It's like really spicy. Okay. And you usually put it on like a bed of rice. Okay. Like Is it like kind potatoes of potatoes or fries? Or? Uh, uh, yes and no. Okay. It can be kind of thick like that, but usually not not quite that thick. But yeah, um, sounds like I'd like that. Made too, with uh, like white wine and stuff. So it's but it's spicy as hell. And nice, um, nice. usually served with like fries or, you know, we had potatoes with it tonight, like <laughs> baked potatoes. It was freaking great. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds pretty good. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, what was the, uh, what's the scariest experience of your whole life? What's something that really scared the crap out of you? I've got mine. Mine, yeah. mine, mine happened to me last year. Um, I was sleeping with my family around seven morning. Uh, I was engaged at this time, and my uh, I, my daughter was a year and a half. And um, woke up, uh, and my whole house and apartment was filled with smoke, and my apartment was on fire. So uh, I grabbed my daughter and just uh, ran ran down and found like an older lady who was watching the fire from outside. She took my daughter. I ran back and, and got my uh, fiance at the time. Uh, that was definitely like I had uh, PTSD for a little bit after that, just because um, it really fucks with you um, with your sleep, because uh, I never felt yeah. comfortable going back to sleep after that for, for a long time. And I was only getting like sometimes three hours a night and uh like sometimes less than that and uh yeah it 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 was definitely the most um 
re- real scary thing that happened to me for sure. <clears throat> Absolutely. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. And um, my fiance had uh, her, she just took off her winter tires and she put them on the balcony uh, and uh, they caught on fire. So all the smoke that was billowing into our uh, apartment was, uh, it was black uh, rubber smoke. And um, yeah, we were just lucky we got out in time and it wasn't a couple hours earlier when we were uh, deep in sleep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's scary as hell. Yeah. How about you, Vagabond? If anything scary happened to you? Uh, no, no, nothing like that, man. I mean, Grim I takes say, the you cake. Shouldn't have, you shouldn't have had Grim yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, Grim, uh, Grim takes the cake on that one for sure. I mean, like, that was a hard time for the guy and stuff. Like, it was terrible. Uh, I mean, for me, probably the scariest thing that's ever happened to me is I was, uh, I just moved to BC. I was living in a, a hostel out in BC. Mm. and uh yeah our first night there me and my buddy it was like 3 a.m you know a couple of beers deep we're walking down the street and i uh yeah I literally i turned my back and i had a fucking knife in my face from this homeless dude so you know you definitely you, you re- uh, reassess what's going on when something like that happens but that's probably the only only scary thing that's ever really happened to me that i can like be like yeah that was a fucking moment yeah that's sketchy that's <laughs> i don't love bc man downtown vancouver it's uh it's something else is it really Oh yeah. Oh, it's something else. Yeah. That's I'm sure anybody there, wild, anybody there knows what Hastings <laughs> is. Anybody there has heard of uh Hastings street. It's, it's pretty rough. So. Oh no shit. Is that like the skid row? Kind of oh yeah. 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 Okay. It's like end to end. It's just one street and it's just all homeless people, like oh, all wow. homeless people. Yeah. It's crazy. Something to see. Yeah. That's I think, crazy. I, I think that, um, place has like the highest, uh, density population density of, of aids and uh hepatitis c in the world or something like that oh no that's edmonton <laughs> that's, like hours, that's like three hours north of me no i i thought i thought it was british columbia um but I, 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 I could be edmonton. wrong yeah I could either be way wrong. they're both skinny <laughs> yeah they're both yeah scary places to be i guess yeah gorgeous i mean beautiful cities like best views in canada probably but god damn <laughs> So, uh, all right, if you guys could be any animal, <laughs> what animal would you be? <laughs> I got this one right away. I'd be a friggin' bird, man. Don't matter yeah. what type of bird. I'd be a friggin' bird. Me too. I'd be, I'd be an owl for sure. Nice. Yeah. Actually, I'd just... be like one of them big-ass condors swooping down, yeah. eating owls. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to eat you, Grim. <laughs> uh, I actually just... Uh, a friend just sent me a picture of an owl and it didn't even look real. Actually, no, I think we thought it was an owl, but it wasn't an owl. It was some kind of other bird, but it looked just like an owl. And it, it, it was like the biggest freaking bird in existence or some shit. That's like, I don't know. Oh, I'll have to find it. I'll send it to you guys. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Yeah. Have you ever seen a, an owl with no feathers? It's terrifying. It looks like a little demon. It's like a little alien, right? Kind yeah, yeah. yeah they, they look straight up like aliens, those they're, things. They're basically. scary. Yeah. All right, so uh, if you guys could visit any time in history, but uh, only to be a fly in the wall, you can't affect change. You can't, you can't change anything. It's not like, uh, you know, you're not really going back in time, but you're just going to see it and experience it. Uh, where would you go? 
in history? Oh man, that's a good like, question. honestly, the first thing that that's a really good question, by the way. But um, <laughs> the first thing that popped, I have to go with the first thing that popped in my mind uh, when the dinosaurs were extinct or became extinct. Like that's the first thing that I was like, that would be crazy to be a fly on the wall and, and watch that. But just yeah. to see 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 how different the world was back in the prehistoric uh, ages and that. Um, but I'm definitely I love history. Um, that's a really hard question. I don't even know if I could pick, could pick <laughs> other than that's the first thing that came to mind. But what about you, Vagabond? I'd probably say like something like that, or like, I don't know. I'd, like, I'd want to check out the library of Alexandria before it was destroyed. I want to see them books and shit that got burned up, all them like hidden secrets and stuff. I wouldn't mind looking at the, some of that stuff. So, right, right on. What about yourself? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it's, the, the biggest good questions <laughs> the biggest good problem questions. is i i've asked that question to a bunch of people and i've get, gotten pretty much a different response from just about everybody mm. but i think some of my favorite ones was uh this guy michael dubois he said that he'd like to see like, the turn of the century like the 1900s like the industrial revolution and stuff yeah yeah like to cool. see like people's experience like getting in a car for the first time that sort of thing for sure because it's sure. think about how people's minds must have been blown like constantly they were like everybody was living with like horse and carriage and shit now mm-hmm. all of a sudden they have light bulbs in their house well yeah, you know I the like, first guy who got in the model t was popping a heart on man just <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing 15 miles an hour <laughs> right and blown away by it too just like holy shit oh we just lose well, vagabond yeah i think we, i think we might have uh, yeah, i'm sure i'll be back okay <laughs> yeah i've had a lot of different responses to that i had one that i i thought was good was a couple of people said it they said um they would want to uh go to the like sunset strip in the 80s mm-hmm. like that kind well, of thing and just experience well, like the party that like went when on the, when the cocaine was better <laughs> <laughs> i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's what they say <laughs> yeah good good questions though um, thanks that history one still got my mind. It's still got my mind going. Uh, yeah. Is there anywhere and, else in history you'd want to go? Oh, man. Have you ever heard of a guy named Dan Carlin? Hardcore History as a podcast called Hardcore History. He goes. He goes in re- like real great depth about um all the uh, large wars that took place and stuff. So it's so hard for me to pick because I I. I just am really interested in that stuff, but uh, yeah. uh, just I, I like for that. The first thing that comes to mind is like um, the um, battles of Alexander the Great, and I, I was just listening to one that 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 was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's hard to pinpoint one. I, I also am really interested in uh, uh, what happened in the Soviet Union too. Um, also, uh, in World War II, I'm interested in, in the terrible things that happened happened then, and uh, just studying them and uh, trying to find out. I like psychology a lot, so I try to find out how people could do the, those things. Or right, um, yeah, yeah, find yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's that's why I put the you know the part of that question of just to be a, f- a fly in the wall. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everybody's going to say that, you know, the obvious thing, oh, I'd go back to, you know, 1930 and I'd go kill Hitler 
or you know, <laughs> it, you know, people just they'll always they say they they'll always <laughs> say the same that same type of thing. You know, they're always going to have that answer of, oh, yeah. if I could go back in time and change shit, I'll I'd change this. I'd freaking go beat up my stepdad when he was a teenager. You know, like people will say like messed up yeah. stuff. So yeah. that's why I kind of would rather just what what would you like to see because we get to start getting into hypothetical situations. We'll be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it won't end. Yeah. For sure. People would be like, I would be Schindler and I would save the Jews. It's like, no, you wouldn't. Like <laughs> That yeah. guy was a remarkable man. Like uh, very few were like that. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I had another guy um, say that he'd want to be uh, in the, the library where they said Oswald was when he killed Kennedy oh, the book okay. depository yeah. or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I thought, I think like, that's a really good answer too. Cause it's like, it is. Yeah. Cause you're, you're no, finding no the truth. Knows, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, hey Vagabond. How's it going? Pretty good. Sorry about that. My phone oh. died there. I had a log back in here. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good though. I'm good to go now. So. All right, cool. So where would, where would you guys like to live? if you know uh except for where you live right now is there anywhere that you would like to live i personally i'd like to live in texas um i was gonna i was gonna say Arizona, <laughs> so. yeah um i i yeah okay. probably probably like texas i would say um i like uh all the freedoms there and i heard uh, a lot of good looking women there too so <laughs> I, I, that would be pretty cool but i can't i got a daughter here but uh yeah if i could move <laughs> anywhere uh yeah i'd probably be there um i am kind of interested in uh dual citizenship though because I, I have my nursing degree and uh it would be pretty cool to uh especially if things get crazy here uh politically or too far to uh the left side i could kind of uh, escape uh if i if i ever wanted to but um it's just kind of like a backup plan. <laughs> That's funny because people here that are really to the left say if things get crazy politically, we'll go to Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm very moderate. I'm very center, but uh, that's just the thing. And the way it's framed, like the liberal party in Canada used to be the center party. They used to be true liberal. And then there was the NDP who was, uh, socialist more socialist uh, party mm -hmm. and um the, then we have the conservatives more like the republicans and uh now we have the liberals and the ndp pretty much like both left um there's very few differences between the two i find they they, right. they they are very close there's no middle anymore so it's either you're uh if you're middle you're seen as a conservative and you're you're outcasted or uh shamed kind of thing so it's yeah. like yeah i definitely get i would i'd be the same thing like if i noticed if i was in the states and it got way too far to the right i would be like this i would feel the same way like i'm gonna go to canada so yeah 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 i mean i don't uh i don't really like either major party in the u.s it's either the democrats or the republicans mm -hmm. i'm a registered like independent and there's not a lot of support for the independent parties that we have no. here. So it's like, yeah, everyone says you know, you're throwing away your vote, but yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. But yeah. yeah. I throw away People my vote say. the last two elections. <laughs> I'm proud of it. How about you yeah. vagabond? Where, where would you like to uh, live if it weren't for where you are? Oh, now? I, de 
I would definitely be down that way too. Like Arizona is where I'd love to live, but that's also just cause I'm a freaking Cardinals fan. So <laughs> yeah, my, my brother used to live in Arizona. It's uh, extremely hot there. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was just about to say, yeah, man, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I'm sure once I was there, I'm sure I'd bitch about that and be like, Oh no, it's too hot for me. Yeah. It's like yeah, the there, desert, there's, bro. <laughs> there's parts of the state that are more uh, near the Rockies. I, th- I want to say like, um, I think it's, Flagstaff is kind of like mountainous and they have like snow and stuff. Okay. They, they have a higher elevation. It's kind of a, a mixed state, but most of the state, as far as I know, is pretty much desert. I know yeah. Where, yeah. where my brother lived, it was like um, when he first moved there, I took the road trip with him and it was January. And they had the air conditioning in the house at 80. Degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> and uh, that felt like air conditioning compared to outside. Wow. Outside wow. was like easy 100 degrees in January. Yeah, that's hot. That's, it was, hot. Yeah, that's, that's it pretty extreme. Yeah. You'd open the door, it felt like you were opening an oven. That's it was, crazy. It was crazy <laughs> to say the least. I remember one time I was down in uh, Florida, uh, I think it was New Smyrna Beach, uh, in summertime, and it was so hot i i couldn't deal with that um so every other time i went to florida was in the winter and there's a lot more for us canadians when we go up there in the winter it's like we're in shorts and t-shirt we're loving it but oh yeah 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 Yeah, i have family in florida they if they come up here in like spring or fall and it's like 50 degrees here they're like bundled up with like winter (laughs) coats on and stuff i still have like shorts on (laughs) yeah it was just I just retired in my shorts recently and uh yeah it was it was around that temperature and <laughs> yeah so same thing uh so uh where would you guys like to perform if you could uh you know go on tour where, where would you like to where would you like to oh, perform anywhere in the world i mean like anywhere i mean we just i'd love to just be performing anywhere right now but done it a few times and just can't get enough of it so anybody who wants to book us let us know we'll be there nice I, i'm just gonna go with the first thing that came to mind and i don't japan i think that would be cool <laughs> japan would be pretty sick yeah japan loves the boot the Budokan. there you go yeah. <laughs> yeah i think the japanese love anything that's like western i feel yeah. like you they know, do, like they, like Ozzy was huge there. Michael Jackson was huge there. And it's kind of funny because we, we love a lot of their stuff too <laughs> over here. Right, right, right. Japan files and stuff. So uh, what advice would you guys give yourselves if you could talk to your younger self? As far as like, in regards to like music. Practice more. <laughs> practice more jot down more ideas just practice more i guess that's the only thing i would tell myself um i'd probably just remind myself uh to like keep in mind why i started like that's like a big one um and just to uh not look for external um external uh validation um because uh the music industry and that is not um it doesn't go by uh, merit 100 percent. so 
um if you're like some artists never make it big or anything and they're amazing uh, but they never get the attention because they don't have a certain uh aspect of uh of uh being able to market but um yeah yeah that's my answer <laughs> nice so what is your uh your favorite song that you guys have if you have a favorite i think i got i think i got probably two two that are like my absolute favorite i love cosmic carnage like i absolutely love that song that we did and mm -hmm. i love lord slug like like i said man killer crabman out of the uk those guys are just stellar just insanely good at what they do. Yeah, they they are awesome. Hmm. I'd probably have to go with. Uh, I really like "Beautiful Bubonic," which is uh, kind of like the finisher uh, on our on our album. And I also um, probably I I really like "Lurking" the the opener, other than the than the intro too. I really like the vibe on that one. I figured you were going to say lurking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are mine too. So how does this work when you, with you guys being so far away from each other? Do you... you we, uh, we talk a lot and we stay in yeah. contact a lot and uh, yeah. we brainstorm a lot. And uh, yeah, and then we just, uh, we have a Dropbox account and we um, just communicate with each other back and forth, send takes, I send beats. Uh, we critique them and switch things up and yeah it's it's pretty much the same process as if uh he was here but he's not kind of thing and, and i'm yeah. not there so yeah that's awesome that you guys can make that work at any kind of distance <laughs> yeah for sure because like sure. you yeah. said before about being in a band and having you know that many four or five guys trying to get along you would imagine it's just you know or uh, it it uh, really speaks to your relationship with each other. If you guys can be at any kind of distance like that, yeah, be able to make the music you make and get everything together. You guys really deserve a lot of credit for that. Cause I can't imagine how many people would even attempt it. They would just say, Hey, well, it's over, whatever. We're not going to bother because it's going to be difficult. You know? Yeah. Thanks man. It, it, it is. Yeah, um, thanks. It, it's kind of uh, um, just like, it kind of just happens it clicked um with us we just uh had that that chemistry from the beginning uh even when we were in the first band together we we were the driving forces who were trying to encourage everyone and uh and it's it's pretty rare that you just find someone that you like you said can work long distance like that with and not only that um can like do it so smoothly like him and i just like he does his thing i do my thing I love his work. He loves my work and we haven't had any problems like that ever. And it's, it's when something works, like you, you don't fix it. Like you don't. Have yeah. <laughs> yeah. It ain't broke. Don't that's, fix it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So uh, where can people hear your stuff, your music? Uh, anywhere really. I mean, like we're on iTunes, Spotify, you can go mm -hmm. to our band camp, YouTube, yeah, YouTube uh, music. I mean, if you're one of like the three people that uses Tidal, we're on Tidal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, um, De yeah. Deezer. Like, yeah, Deezer. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but we're there. <laughs> but yeah. uh, and CokerReefRecords.com. 
uh, yeah. you, that's where you can grab all our physicals and stuff like that. And we got nice vinyls. Um, yeah, and vinyls and there, are beautiful. There's four, four different versions to pick from. So you're going to get CDs or vinyls, and there's uh, four different editions, including two uh, OBI um, for the Japanophiles. Now. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Do you guys have any merch or anything like that? Um, we should have uh, we should have a new run coming out soon. I'm working on getting that. Uh, I'm just waiting on our second round of designs to come in right now, and we'll be uh, cool. popping off some new merch here pretty soon. So cool is that yeah. on the on the band camp? It will be this time. Yeah, we'll be doing nice. it on the band camp and stuff. Last time we were just doing uh, first two runs. We just did like private orders over like um, Instagram and stuff like that. We just kind of did. Uh, we had this much that's what it is. Sell it off kind of deal. So like, yep. we're looking at getting more permanent, uh, more permanent, um, merch that people can, you know, always be able to go and pick up and get their hands on and stuff like that. So. Yeah. That, I'm the same way. I have a, a contact that makes stuff for me. And, uh, so I just, I have them make a batch, pay for it. And then I keep it here at my house and send it out myself. And it's yeah, like, yeah. it gets old. It does, man. <laughs> you know? No, it, we, we did that with the first two and I was like, man, Shopify looking so bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Right. I hear that. If you, uh, if, if you get a good deal though, like the profit margins and what the quality that you can provide is just, you can't beat that. So, yeah. 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 So how do people uh, contact you if they, if they want to hook you up with a gig or they want to talk to you on a podcast? Uh, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> or instagram um, or facebook or yeah 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 any of our social media they can just direct message us and uh yeah we check it quite often yeah what's your uh what's your instagram like handles uh, i'm at oh I, i'm at real vagabond from beyond and i'm uh the grim sleeper beats uh no underscores or anything just straight up cool nice beats, yeah. so i want to thank you guys for joining me today I know we had to change the time a couple of, <laughs> we changed oh, man, it up it a couple of times, but it, it, it worked, it worked out good. Anyways, it worked out for the best and glad we could be your first international boys coming on. So yeah, it's yeah, good. For sure. It was an honor. I really appreciate yeah, it's it. It's an honor, man, for sure. Yeah. I really yeah. appreciate you guys coming on. This you're, is cool. You're very good at uh, interviewing and you have good questions. So uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> if you ever want us to come back, just let us know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'd be more than happy. All right. More thanks, than happy. Guys. All right, cool. Take take care. Big thank you to The Real Vagabond from Beyond and The Grim Sleeper for being on the show and being uh, and talking to me for the first international episode. Uh, a couple of great guys. They clearly love what they're doing. They clearly believe in what they're doing, and that's good, and I'm happy for them. Uh, it was really interesting to find out all this stuff about these guys that I had no idea I had no idea they were, uh, you know, metal guys and they were in a band. That was cool. Fun information to find out. Uh, so go check out their Instagrams. And if you dig their music, go check out their Bandcamp and go buy a record. You know, uh, it's uh, Bandcamp is one of those really awesome websites that's, uh, that's there for the music, that's there for the people. It's cool. They were cool. I think it was fun. Uh, I feel like I probably should have prompted them uh, to say more Canadian-sounding words, and they could have done the same. They could have asked me to go park the car, you know, could have made <clears throat> made fun of each other's accents a little more, but uh, I, th I think it was good. It was a good time. 
Thank you for listening today. Of course, uh, make sure to check out the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts. Join the Facebook group. Go to oddpeoplepodcast.com for info about the show and to purchase merchandise. There'll be some more merchandise uh, loaded on the website. I'm uh, just going to take some photos of some of the stuff. I'm, I have the original design, the official design of the show uh, on gray. Gray t-shirts now with black ink. So maybe you guys will like that. And then you can buy it <laughs> and support the show through your purchasing of merchandise. Thank you <clears throat> once again. Stay inspired. Stay creative. And as always, stay odd. Stay odd.